welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. How many of us know that this is the best season for us to be the church? If you believe that, let me hear a witness in the house. We are in our finest hour as a church. This is the time for us to rise up. This is the time for us to shine. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The Bible says gross darkness will cover the earth. But come on, you are the church. Can I hear someone say, I am the church. I am the church of Christ. And God's light and glory is risen upon you so that you can shine in this hour. Amen. So we, we are not... We are not impacted in that sense by what's going on around because we carry a greater force within us. Amen. And we are the ones who are the hope bringers. We are the ones who are bringing light. We are the ones who are carrying forth life within us. Amen. Because the forces of life reside within us. Amen. So even, you know, thank God for... Dr. Adesui, wasn't that such an informative session? Can we give him a round of applause again? Yes. I, I got a message from my other doctor, my okay. father-in-law. He said, that was a well-structured, simple, and informative lecture. Yes, it was. <laughs> so he got good grades. It was. <laughs> it was. And, you know, but whatever precautions we do, you know, we do it in faith. Amen. We take precautions in faith. So I'm very excited about... Um, our discussion today. You know, all through history, the church has never been known, the real church of Jesus Christ has never been known to be the one that will hunker in a bunker when, when things are happening in the world. The church is the body of Christ. When we were coming, I asked my wife, I said, what would Jesus do if there was coronavirus in Israel? I said, will he be hiding in a house? And saying, everybody, you know, just hide. No. Now, like I said, we've already talked about the precautions. It's very important, right? And we're doing those natural precautions. But Jesus Christ will not hide in a house. And we are Jesus now. Yes. This is not the time for you to focus on yourself. This right. is the time for you to focus on. There are people who are suffering. Yeah. There are some people that, are, that have loved ones who have died. Yeah. There are people who are really afraid. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? This is the time for you to calm their fears. Yeah. And that's what we have been learning, that the best way to deal with your brokenness is to what? Find purpose in what? In brokenness. Yeah. You know, that was, it's not the time to just focus and say, oh, I'm going to isolate myself in just alone. Yeah, you take those, some of those precautions. Kids are off school and all that. Take care yeah. of the kids. Do all that. But in your mind and in, in your spirit, remember what we're studying right now. We are showpieces. Yeah. 
we are, we're talking about how to be an icon for God. Icons don't hide. We don't hide. I mean, that's antithesis to everything we have been learning, to all the faith that we have been learning, that at the time when the world is suffering, that's when the church will not go and hide somewhere. No, we're not going to do that. Amen. Now, I respect the fact that the city said some, some, um, some churches that are larger than a particular amount should reduce the number and so on. And some churches are making decisions based on that, you know, for some time. So I, really, I do respect that. I have friends and pastors, you know, who are making that decision to do that. And I think, you know, they, they, they came to the conclusion that that's the best thing based on the number of people that they have and all that. But I know a lot of them that are still outward focused despite that. They are thinking of how can, they, how can the church shine? in this kind of a situation. And the good thing is that we've been studying the book of Daniel. One of the things I've seen about the word of God is that, you know, you notice that you know, when we do devotions in the house, it's like sometimes, in fact, most of the issues going on, and it doesn't matter, it's not that you're pre-planned what you are going to be studying, but it's like the scripture is so relevant to what is going on in the moment. God's word is always relevant to the moment. So we're not doing anything different in the sense that we've been studying the book of Daniel since the beginning of the, of the month, and we happen to have got into Daniel chapter 3 today. And in studying Daniel chapter 3, we just saw that it spoke to what is happening right now very clearly. So today we're going to be discussing on what we titled the stand of an icon or the icon stand. Everybody say the icon stand. So I'll just give a little introduction before we begin the discussion. You know, I, last two weeks, we've been talking about Daniel, and we've been learning about how to be an iconic Christian, because our theme for the month is showpieces. You are a chosen generation, First Peter 2, 9, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, right, called, how do you, how do you say, a holy nation, called to show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So show pieces. We are called to show forth the praises of God in the midst of the darkness. So we've been studying what we titled How to Be an Iconic Christian. And we're using Daniel as an example of who an iconic Christian is. Uh, the word icon, like I said, is actually from a Greek word that was used for image um, in the Greek translation of the, New, of the Old Testament. Uh, the word is icon there. Let us make man in our own image. The word used there is icon. Let's make man as an icon. Let him represent us. Let him show us. So from that, we're learning about how can we as a Christian be an iconic Christian that can make a difference in our world, no matter what is happening. So in the first chapter of Daniel, uh, we learned about the context of the icon. It was taken from Israel, um, you know, and then brought to Judah and was brought to Babylon in a very hostile, very um, heathen world and all that. And then they began to put certain pressures on Daniel. We talked about all those pressures over the past two weeks. They, had the, they, had, they, they put pressure on them to fit uh, physically. They were looking for kids, the kids that are most fit, most fit to come to the palace. They put the pressure of fun on them through food. Pressure of food. Oh, you got to eat this, you know. And some of them were tempted and all that. They ate all that. But Daniel decided he wasn't going to do that. They put the pressure of facts on them. They began to teach them about the history of Babylon in order to change their beliefs and make them really, really become Babylonian, even though they are not Babylonians. And then finally, they put the pressure on them to forget by changing their names. 
They wanted them to become, to, they just wanted them to change. And I will say that the culture will always put pressure on you to make you conform to itself. And as a believer, you have to know how to respond. So we went on and talked about the response of Daniel. The first thing was that Daniel did, I mean, what we call the icons pledge. Even before anything happened, he pledged. He said, I will not eat the portion. I will not defile myself by eating the portion of the king's meat. And we say, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. He made that decision. Then he went about with the icon's pursuit, which is, he turned the pressure into a learning opportunity. So he began to learn about the facts of the Babylonians. So we say that if you want to make a difference in the world, you have to learn the culture. You have to sit with people who are not like you. Sometimes you have to sit with those who oppose you and try to see where they're coming from. Because when you understand the issue, you're able to solve the problem better. You're able to shine better and be, and be an icon there. And then we talked about the icon's peculiarity. That the best thing when there's darkness is for light to shine bright. Meaning they excel ten times better than every other person. So your excellence at work, your excellence this time, your fearlessness this time when everybody is shouting and afraid, the distinction of the church at this time, the peculiarity of the church at this time, that there's a body of people they are not scared, there's a body of people they are still caring, there's a body of people that they are not allowing the coronavirus to, to become the conversation of the day. Instead of Jesus, they are peculiar. That's part of the icon's playbook. And the last week we went to Daniel chapter 2. Uh, in Daniel chapter 2, uh, we discussed um, the, the, the icon is a problem solver. Because there was a huge problem that the society failed. The king had a dream that they could not interpret. And that's also still relevant. Coronavirus is like a dream that, is, that's, that the, the medical doctors and all the you know, people trying to develop the vaccine are, are still trying to interpret it. People are still trying to learn it. So... Nebuchadnezzar had a dream he couldn't interpret. And as a result of the dream, he was confused and troubled. So we talked about the fact that this, the same problems that was present in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, are still those problems are still present now. There are a lot of people who are confused. There are a lot of people who are restless. They said Nebuchadnezzar was restless on his bed, asking for the interpretation. There are people right now all over our city who are restless, who are confused, who are fearful. And then the second thing... You don't even yes. have to... You don't have to go out physically. Just get on social media. Yeah. Um, emails coming at you all the time. You know, with the words COVID. You know, just flashes, news flashes are bearers of fear. Carrying fear through the media, carrying fear everywhere. I mean, um, yeah. When I got uh, an email from my bank, like... Ten Fed, you know, I know some of these man. I'm like, I was young with coronavirus. <laughs> I was telling them a lady like now, like I was expecting to get an email from my car, saying I'm not going out of the garage because of this COVID situation. You know, <laughs> everything was sending emails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone feels in, you know, com compelled to make a statement. You know, and every the, the statements are not necessarily statements of faith. Yeah. You know, most of them carry fear. You know, so, so that, that was the, the, the issue with Nebuchadnezzar then, confused and all that. And then, and then there was also a death threat. There was a death threat. Nebuchadnezzar says, 
If you don't answer, if you are not able to interpret this thing for me, everybody, every one of you who are, who are wise, a category of people, is that not like coronavirus? They say, oh, if you can't find the answer, some people are more vulnerable and all that. They are, you know, they either catch disease or they're going to die. So that's very similar and very relevant. Nebuchadnezzar said, oh, no, you are going to die. Then he had a mistrust of the current institution, and the current institution failed him. What he had always depended upon were the astrologers, right? The astrologers were the ones that always interpreted the things to him. Now, people are, they have mistrust of the government. They don't even know whether they are telling us the truth or not, right? They have mistrust of, you know, some medical doctors, you don't know what, people just tr mistrust the institutions, the current institutions now. So, we are on the same the same boats as they were in. But there was one man there and a company. He did something. Daniel was an icon. He solved the problem. And we, told, we, we talked about it last week that the way he solved the problem was that he began to ask certain problems, ask a certain questions, or make certain demands. The first one, he asked to know what the problem was. Then he, he, he asked his friends for help to join him. He asked God for help. Then he asked to solve the problem. He, he made himself available to be a problem solver. He asked for other people to come into it. He asked for the king to acknowledge God and all that. So we need right now on social media, we all have an audience just like Daniel did. We can make the king know. You can post some things in there to calm the fears of people. You can post some things in there to make people acknowledge God. You can put some things up there, you know, in, in social media to just get people, you know, to see things from a different direction. That's how to be iconic. Amen. So today we're going to chapter 3 of the book of Daniel. So, so we're calling today's um, teaching, The Icons Stand. Everybody say, The Icons Stand. So, and if we could just uh, project the first set of scripture, just the scripture, uh, so that we can uh, just read it. So, so it says, King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. And set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officials, uh, officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue that he had set up. Uh, so let's. So we're calling that the standoff. So the icon stand. So there's always a standoff. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, uh, you know what the, the standoff? So, I mean, when I was looking at this, I, you know, I saw that, first of all, you know, this, this looked like, you know, an image that was very conspicuous. So I was trying to imagine what 90 feet was. So I know I've measured this stage before. This stage is about 144 feet. So can you imagine about six-tenths of the stage? That's how tall the, um, the image was. This room is 12 right? feet. So imagine 90 feet. And I then mean, like this, this is like 12. Right, and then nine feet would have been like two-thirds, mm -hmm. you know, way off. So, you know, very, very conspicuous, something that could not be um, avoided. The size was very intimidating. The statute was golden. It was bright was set up on a plane for everyone to see. Um, and then there was a summon. Everyone had to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So again, paralleling it to what 
what's going on right now. Isn't there something global? Mm -hmm. You know, there was a summon. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a summon to everyone from the north, from the south, from the east. In fact, the translation that I read said it was people from every race. Mm -hmm. Every race, every color, mm -hmm. every creed had to listen. Mm -hmm. Had to listen to the summon. <laughs> um, everyone had to pay attention. You know, I was just doing my own little research, and I noticed that this thing has not, the only place it hasn't struck yet is Antarctica. Yes. <laughs> and that's probably because, you know, everything there is frozen, right? And there are not a lot of people there. And there are about like 1,106 or something people. Now, don't start booking your flight to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone had to pay attention. You know, jobs had to stop. Public transit had to stop. Schools had to Schools stop. Schools had to be closed. Everyone had to stop what they were doing and give focus to that. And you know, the devil really doesn't come. He doesn't come just to get your attention. There's something he's coming after. Yeah. There's something he's coming after, and we'll get. We'll get you know, we'll get to that. So, um, yeah, that's what the standoff was, really to get everyone's attention, to focus on this thing that was so defined, that was so conspicuous, mm -hmm. that, you know, couldn't just be resisted. You know, just like I was saying, you see, now we, we know that the thief comes not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So it's obvious that when something is killing and destroying, it's not coming from God. So coronavirus is not coming from God. Just as this statue was erected to capture attention and to instill fear, at different times in history, things are set up in the context of icons to intimidate, to pressure, and to test the commitment of the icon to what they say they believe. There are many people that, they, they've been confessing Psalm 91 for a long time. You know, this and that. But you see them now, what they are saying on social media is different. It's like the faith they've been talking about for a long time. When, when are you going to practice it? When are you going to practice this faith you've been confessing? So things happen to test the resolves of the icon of believers. Are you... You will see. That's the standoff. What are you going to do? And then for those who like Bible history, and some of you that usually doubt, sometimes some people doubt the veracity of some Bible story. Actually, this uh, place where they placed the, um, the, uh, place the statue, it was called the Plain of Dura. They actually, right now, you go and study it on Wikipedia and some other places. They actually found there, in that place, they found like a huge... Uh, what they call base of a major statue that was put there in history. So this is scientifically proven. So, so the, the, the bigness of it, you know, the size, just like you were saying, the size of it, it was to intimidate. The golden part of it was to call attention and to make it the topic. And then the sermon was to make sure that everybody heard it and that everybody stopped everything. And that is all that they are focusing on. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? And then there was a threat that if you do not comply, you are going to die. He said, anybody that doesn't come and bow and worship 
this, this idol, you are going to die. And that's where we move to this. So the first thing of the, in the high constant, there's a standoff usually. So we have a standoff right now. And it's not only concerning coronavirus or any other thing. We always have a standoff. When, whenever you want to preach the message of Jesus Christ, some things are set up that makes it look as if there's going to be danger. There's going to be some things that will happen to you. But then when there's a standoff, then the next thing is we need to stand out. Um, can you yeah. talk about so the standoff? So if I can just uh, add to that, you know, I'm reminded of Mark 4, uh, 16 to 17. You know, we all remember uh, the parable of the sower. You know, when the sower sowed the word, and Jesus was talking about different grounds. So in verse 16, it says, Mark 4, 16, it says, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a little time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So what I really want to bring out there is persecution comes for the word's sake. Just think of this. You've been putting God's word, just like Pastor Lan said, you've been putting God's word in your heart. You know, I notice um, in my life, anytime I intensify my intake of God's word or God is showing me something new and I'm, you know, just pressing on, that's when, you know, there will be distractions or discouragement or something will just happen to test that intake of the word. So I want to tell you that um, distraction or opposition or persecution that comes is not necessarily something bad, but really it comes to test what you've got on the inside of you. And the only reason why an icon can stand is because of what they have on their inside. It's because of the God that they carry on their inside. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in us yes. than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. Early this year, you know, I was, I, you know, I started the year on the right foot, you know, intensifying my intake of the word and all that. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, I just got like a smashed headlight. You know, I remember it was the last day of the fast and prayer. I was, I came on a high. And, of course, when that happened, it really wanted to divert, you know, get me back to a low. And, you know, I'm like, like... She parked the car and then we just, she got there and it was yeah, smashed. Yeah, it was, it was smashed. And, you know, first thought was like, wow, these things are really expensive. How are you going to replace this? But you know what? I said, when it finally dawned on me, I said, come on, I really did not lose anything. Because I... I, I work in the kingdom. I am a child of the kingdom. And in God's kingdom, there are tons and tons of, tons of this. So one thing gets spoiled, another thing gets replaced. You know, you, 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 you get a report from the Lord. Uh, sorry, you get a report from the doctor. There are tons, there's tons and tons of help in the kingdom of God. Amen. You come across a roadblock. There's tons and tons of solutions and answers in the kingdom. Nothing is ever lost in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of restoration. So when persecution comes, when trials come, you've got the answer on your inside. 
The Bible says, time is now for the manifestations of the sons of God. Because the whole world is groaning. They're groaning for answers. They're groaning. They're groaning. But because we operate by a kingdom that cannot be stopped, a kingdom that cannot be shaken, we cannot be put down by setbacks. Amen. Amen. We cannot be put back by trials. So, I mean, getting back to, getting back to um, the icons, uh, the, the icons. The, stand, the stand out, standing out. Stand standing out. out. You can only stand out because of what you have on your inside. You know, we've been talking, sometimes the word icon can be a big word because, you know, when I think of icon, it's, it's, it seems like someone who is already successful, somebody who is, you know, making waves, somebody who people are looking at, you know, as a role model, an iconic person. But the reason why you're an icon is not because you're trying to be an icon, but because you've got an iconic nature. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You've got an iconic nature. Mm -hmm. um, when you press, um, you know, when you have a, a balloon that is filled with water and you, you prick it with a pin or something, what comes out? Water. Water, right? When you, when you press, um, when you maybe prick yourself with a pin, what comes out? Blood, right? So you only bleed out what you carry within you. Amen. And we carry the nature of God within yes. us. We carry the substance of God within us. Amen. We carry the life of God that is indestructible. Amen. It's called the Zoe life of God. Amen. When you prick God, what comes out of God? Amen. The life of God. Amen. The life of God that swallows up every form of mortality. Amen. Death could not hold Jesus Christ on in the grave. Amen. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that you carry within you. Amen. So when you come against circumstances, when you come against situations, mm -hmm. when they come against you, what do you release? You release power. You yeah. release indestructible power. Amen. So that's why you are able to stand out as an icon. Amen. Amen. So, so let's read uh, the passage there uh, just to continue our story. Daniel chapter 3 from verse 8 to 12. On another the standout. Uh, so, says, so at the sound of the uh, musical instrument, all the people, whatever their race, nation, or language. Okay, that's from seven. Whatever their race, nation, or language, bow to the ground and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. So all over, all the nations, everybody gathered, whatever they are from, they're all bowing to that gold statue. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue. When they heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the cither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and other musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a, blasting, a, a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews. There are some Christians. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon, they pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue that you have set up. Look at that word. So everybody is bowing. And I said that gold statue this time around is not necessarily the coronavirus. It's the fear yeah. and the panic. 
Do you get it? So everybody's bowing to the panic and bowing to the fear. But there are some, there are some guys that they refuse to bow. And look at, the, look at what they say. They say they pay no attention. You know, they, they refuse to give what Nebuchadnezzar really wanted. For them to give the attention and the worship and make it the order of the day, the discussion of the day. The, you know, a lady I was telling them yesterday, I said, we're going to mock this corona thing. As in, we're going to, you know, like I told you, you know, sanitizer, wash your hand and all that. But we make fun, you know, say, can we, can we do the corona shake? Hey, 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 hey. You know, turn it into some fun, amen. Have some fun with it. Don't, you know, the devil wants attention. You know, when he came to Jesus, he said, bow down before me. I will give you the whole world. You can just bow down and worship me. That's what he craves for the most. And right now, people are giving it all the attention. CNN, instead of reading their Bible. Uh, you know, all, that's all. Everything is about that. So the devil is enjoying it. The fear is enjoying it. Ah, look at me. Man, everybody's talking. They're closing schools. They're doing all. Everybody's discussing about me and, and all that. No. This is the time for us to take a stand and say, yeah, we know who you are, but we know where you came from. You are from the pit of hell, and we're standing in prayer. And we're saying you are going to stop. Just like H1NI had to stop. Just like the flu, you know, we dealt with it. Just like we dealt with polio. Just like we dealt with all these other things in the past. God with us and with the wisdom of God, we're going to deal with coronavirus. And some people are going to make some money, some Make some money from this stuff. Yes. People are already making money. Do you think all those are off the shelf? You think the money is going to coronavirus? <laughs> it's going to some people's bands. I was telling my wife today, and I think, I think I, I'm just thinking, I said, if I was a comedian and a musician, especially, I said, I would just create a dance called the Corona Dance. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I put it on YouTube. <laughs> you know, do some some skits. What what to do when you got caught? You know, all kinds of skits. Make people laugh. Grow your YouTube channel. Don't give it the attention that it wants. There's some opportunities in it. So that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego they did. So when there is a stand off, the icons stand out. Do you get that? They stand out. How many of you are going to stand out in this season? The icon stand out. Stand out on social media. Stand out everywhere. Let's go to the third one because of our time. Then the next thing, after the, after the stand out, is the, what is it? The stand? The stand up. The stand up. Stand up. You want to talk about that? The stand up. Okay, so um, the scripture for this is from verses 13 to 14 of Daniel 3. So it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, he flew into a rage, and he ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statues that I have set up. Can you see that attention that I set have up. set up? I will, ref I will give you one more chance. And trust me, that's not going to be the only chance. <laughs> there will be chances upon chances to cave in. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statute I have made when you hear the sound 
of the musical instruments. Then he said, but if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then, what God will be able to rescue you from my power? You see, that's what the devil tells us, right? right. And all your confession, all your word. Which one is going to, do you think your healing and whatever is going to save you from this? What God is able to, you know, to save you? Threatening, doing all that. But look at the, 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 stand, the, the stand up. This is what took place. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. We, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statues that you have set up. That's a stand up. They were like, you know what? Okay, you set it up. That's what we did. But we want to let you know that even if in taking the stance that we're not getting into fear, we're not going to do all this, we're not going to bow to your demands and to anything, even if even if it means that we face some consequences, we know there's a God. Amen. That will never leave those who stand by faith in him. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and I will what? I will set you up on high. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are what? They are saved. But they're saying that even if that doesn't even happen, just know that we're just standing. We have taken our stand. Yeah. We're not bowing to your God. Listen, guys, we've got to get to that point as icons where we refuse to bow. Yeah. In any area. Any area. Some of you are facing other challenges, other standoffs right now that is not, you know, what is happening in the society. I mean, like generally right now that everybody's talking about, but you are facing some other thing that they want you to bow down. A boss wants you to bow down or something wants you to bow down. When you stand up, when you stand up for God, just like these people said this, and you're going to see later, when you stand up for God and refuse to bow, that's when you actually have the protection. That's right. When you stand down, you are giving the devil the opportunity to take over. That's right. When you stand down, when you allow fear to take over, then you are creating a, a door, an opportunity for the devil to come in. So it's better to stand confident. It's, it's better to stand upon the word of God. It's better to stand in faith rather than standing in fear. Yeah, I mean, that was a bold and audacious statement. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's a call to us as the church to be bold. Mm -hmm. These are the days not to cave in. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yes. So we're not standing in our own strength. We're not standing in our own wisdom. But we're standing in the authority of Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. The Bible says we've been seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. Amen. Even what Daniel and his friends had cannot be compared to, or what we have cannot be compared to what Daniel mm -hmm. and his friends had. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? There's some things that we enjoy as New, Testament, New Testament, Testament believers who have a covenant, who are joint heirs with Christ. Mm -hmm. Daniel and his friends were not seated in heavenly places with Christ. We are seated in a place of authority Amen. over the devil. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, let's just put the devil where he belongs to, and it's right here. Yes. This is where, this is where you know, vi the virus and whatever it is, yes. you know, that's where it belongs. Mm -hmm. Last week, I was at Bible school, and they had us do a demonstration. You know, we, we had to write down just anything that we're struggling with or whatever. So we wrote on a sheet of paper, we had tape, and we just taped it at the bottom of our legs. Oh, and boy, we had a great Close time. Your shoes. We had a stomping party. <laughs> and you know what? I walked all around the day just with those things taped back. And I mean, the reality just sunk in. It's already under our feet. Yes. So come on, stand up and boldly declare it. Yes! It is under my feet. It's under our feet. Amen. 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 Say the God that I serve is able to deliver us and is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask him. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ far above all principalities and power and every name that is named. Coronavirus is a name. Death is a name. together stand what together so there's a standoff there's a standout you stand up then you stand together now if you look at uh, the passage we just read you will see a lot of we there look at it in Daniel chapter 3 from verse um, 15 when Nebuchadnezzar said if you refuse you will be thrown immediately into the blasting and blazing furnace and then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we. Everybody say we. We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us. From your power, your majesty. But even if it doesn't, we will make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. They were using we, we, power. You see, at, in times like this, this is not the time for you to isolate yourself. I know we're talking about social distancing, but please don't do spiritual distancing. Are you listening to me? It's all a setup. It's all a setup. I'm not saying it's a hoax or anything. I'm just saying that there's, a, there's an underlying spiritual thing in there, but we will turn it around on the devil. Amen. The church is going to be stronger. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ worldwide will be stronger. Amen. More people are going to be reached. People are going to be touched. And the devil is going to say, why did I unleash that thing? They turned it all around. And the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God is expanding on the earth. One of the key things is that at this time, don't become individualistic. Don't just become my family alone. There are a lot of things going on right now with people. Like I said, there's fear. There are people who, are, who, have actually, who actually have family members who have been afflicted. There are many things going on that are being put together by churches and all that. That even with 
uh, uh, you know, some encouragement, some social media things, some donations, some, you get what I'm saying? We can still stand together. And I want to emphasize small groups. Small groups are even more important now. I was telling my wife, I said, I said the Church of Jesus Christ was born at a time when there was a lot of persecution that the church could not meet openly in large number. Because if they met in large numbers, they would just come and arrest all of them and start killing people. So he was one of the genius of God who developed the small group ministry. I said, for example, look at China. In China, the, the churches are, a lot of them are underground, which is that they are from house to house all over. But they are, China is now one of the largest, if the largest Christian nation now in the world. You have a number of Christians that are there now. More than America. But it was underground church. People in different places. So I said, it was the genius of God that people met from house to house. People met in smaller, smaller, smaller groups. They were able to withstand temptations, persecutions, and a lot of things because people can support one another in small groups and they, you know, they are not in large groups. So even if, like the, the May, they said that till May 1st right now, some churches cannot meet upon a particular number, one of the things that churches can do is to go into smaller groups and strengthen the small groups. So I want to encourage that during this time we should stand together. Amen. Let's stand together. This is a good time to use WhatsApp to encourage people. And stop sending stupid messages. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> stop sending scary messages. <laughs> this is the time for you to use your social media to be in touch. This is the time for you to share the live stream of the church, to share podcasts. This is the time for you to share encouraging things, share scriptures, and then to join the small groups, either virtually or in person just stand together. This is the time. I believe the church at this time can become stronger. It's, a, it's going to be our finest hour. We can become more connected. Even though while the society is socially distancing, we are becoming spiritually connected. Can I get an amen? So let's stand together. Hallelujah. Don't say something to them. Alright, so we're going to move to the, to the next one. The next one is withstand. Withstand. So listen, when there is a standoff and you stand out and you stand up and you stand together, you tend to withstand whatever is happening. You know, you know what happens is that when you stand up for God, God will stand with you so that you can withstand. Let me say it again. When you stand up for God, when everybody is bowing, God will stand with you so that you can withstand what is making every other, every other person to every other person to crumble what do we all need right now we need the ability to withstand the fear to withstand the furnace that they say will burn everybody to withstand what they say is going to happen and the way we're going to withstand it is god is going to in the midst of the fire god is going to put an ac in there for you you hear what i'm saying in the midst of what is happening, God is going to put a protection around you and your family. So that the people will be wondering, how come these people are having fun? They said, they saw there are four of them. There. They saw, they threw three of them in there, right? But they saw another person. Please, let, let's, let's read the passage, uh, the, the scripture. Uh, Daniel chapter... So, verse 19. Three from verse 19. 19. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. 
Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them in the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed. And they were not naked. Even their clothes did not get burned. And the fourth looks like a god. god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High. He acknowledged the Most High <laughs> yeah. God. Of the Most High God, come out and come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. fire. Not even a smell. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not, not touched, touched them. them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, was singed and, and their clothing was not scorched. They, they did not even smell of You see, I'm smoke. prophesying over you Amen. right now that as you refuse to fear, Amen. as you refuse to bow to the panic, Amen. as you take your stand in faith, not even a smell, not even any part of you, your family, your children, your body, and not, not even a tiny virus, a tiny thing will come near you in the name of Jesus. The fourth man, who is Jesus Christ, is going to be in your house. The fourth man is going to be with you to protect you, to make you to stand out, to make you to stand. It doesn't matter how, what happens around, in the, you know, all around, what happened at the schools, what happened anywhere, even if it is close to you, the Bible says it will not come near you. No evil shall befall you and no plague shall come near your dwelling place. People are going to acknowledge God because of your deliverance, because of your protection, because of your covering. You are not going to burn because you are not going to bow. If you don't bow, you are not going to burn. You don't bow to the fear, you are not going to be burned by the fire. It's an opportunity for us to shine. It's an opportunity for us to show that God still protects. Yes. And that God still heals. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then the final thing is that when that happens, there's a stand down. Yes. There's a stand down. You see, when, when Christians stand up, during the stand off, when they stand together, when they, when they stand out, God will stand with them and then there will be a stand down. The people that said they were going to be killed, please uh, project verse, uh, verse 28 to us and uh, for us. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. A heathen king is singing praise and worship. You know what, that, what God is saying? At the end of this coronavirus thing, by the time City Praise is leading worship, there will be many new people that will come and praise God. Even people that said they didn't believe in God before. 
as believers stand out now, they will be converted. They will start dancing in church. They never danced before. They will start dancing in church. There will be a stand out. Now, this is what this is. I wanted to point something out. You know, we're talking about it, about the ministry of angel. You guys need to understand this that there is a real ministry of angel. You remember in, in, in Psalm 91 when he says, No evil shall befall you, no plague shall come at your dwelling. What did he say? He said, Because he will give his angels charge over you. You need to be aware that there are angels that are assigned to you and your children and your family to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your feet against a stone. They will blow the evil wind away from you or they will cover you with their wings so that it doesn't touch you. And they are invisible and they are always with you. They will make a bloodline and a covering around your household so that no matter the plague that is going through Egypt, when they see the blood, it will pass over you. I want you to know there's a mark upon you. There's a mark of God upon you that protects you, that causes you to have divine exemption. Stand with faith in that. Stand with joy in that. Stand with confidence in that. And the devil will have to stand down. And the people who didn't believe in God will have to stand down and begin to worship the Lord your God at the end of it all. God is going to get the glory. Come on, rise up on your feet. At the end of it, everybody says, at the end of it all. As we refuse to bow. Now I want you to say it confidently, at the end of it all. Once we refuse to bow. Once we refuse to bend. If we decide to stand up. To stand out. To stand together, God will stand with us, and the devil will have to stand down, and God will get all the glory.